I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Welcome. Oh, my IBS just hit so bad right now. Oh, oh. I just feel like the second I turned on record, my body's like, whatever you're doing, don't do it. Oh, hate that for you. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Have to Eat. Oh, God, I'm dying inside. Uh, hello. Hi. I'm so sorry. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, um, happy, ha- happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's done. Great check mark. One holiday done. Uh, we've got what? 15 days until Christmas, 10 days until Christmas. Ten. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. God, that's terrifying. Oh. Um, I panicked like probably two days ago and went online and was just like, Oh my God, I want to order this. And then it was like no guaranteed delivery before Christmas. And I'm like, great. So we have that's all fantastic. these like local maker markets this weekend. And I'm really just like praying that I can get something. Yeah. No, I know it actually hit me as well. It, you know, I'm just in my own little world of like work, 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 work. And then yeah, I'm pretty like, much, Oh wait, I haven't bought any Christmas presents. <laughs> and you know, today is our last, um, you know, shipping day. Right? Well, I don't even want to say guaranteed because the freaking like shippers that we all rely upon, no one will guarantee anything. Yeah. Um, but we're saying, you know, please order by today in order for, you know, best opportunity to have your stuff delivered. And like, and oh, time wait, to I actually make something. I know. And and I'm like, wait, I haven't ordered any presents. <laughs> I'm telling everyone to order their flowers so they can bake before Christmas and I haven't ordered any gifts yet. I mean, at least I know I have flour. I can bake I can I can bake everyone Christmas gifts. That's what I'll do. Hope you're it's, local. Yeah, hope <laughs> you're local because it's you're not, not getting any, well. any gifts from me. You're not local. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I just was reminded in this conversation to look at my um, shipping for Matt's Christmas gift that I got. That's like a very customized special. No, you're going to give it to him for his birthday. <laughs> going to have to give it to him. It's still stuck in China um, mm. five days ago. I don't know if that's going to make it in time. It literally has said like mm. expected delivery December 18th for two weeks now. Um, so that's horrible. That's unlikely. <laughs> but you know, you're blessed that he has a birthday coming up. So it's late. just so I really like this is a beautiful Christmas gift. Mm. Like the magic of the holidays. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I <laughs> magic love magic. Whatever. I, I do this every year where I'm just yeah. like panic time. And I used to be so good at it. I honestly think that when we worked at the magazine and we were doing Christmas yeah, in August, it was so much better. <laughs> I was, was like, thinking about it. I was like regularly thinking about it. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm in Valentine's day right now for the next issue of the kids magazine that we're working on. But, um, I, I feel like I really am not, haven't gotten into the spirit yet. We've yeah. got graded, we've done all that, but maybe tonight when I go to like all the local craft markets, I'll feel better about everything. I don't know. Probably not. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm definitely not in the spirit. Like 
I'm wearing my my shirt. We're gonna go get a Christmas tree tonight. Mm. Um, yeah, that will help. I hope so. I was waiting for my girl to come home from school to decorate with me and play Christmas music and get a Christmas tree. And she came home and left again. Left me high and dry. Kids. Kids. She took the Christmas spirit right with her. How <laughs> oh, dare she? Uh, uh, it's, it's it's 75 degrees here. So it just no, doesn't be, feel that like that. Like Christmassy whatever. It just doesn't. You know what that reminds me of? And, and, and I know this is not going to resonate with you. But I just have to tell you. When my kids were little, they watched this show called The Wiggles. Do you remember The Wiggles? Well, the Wiggles. Okay. Hot potato, okay. hot potato, hot potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, The Wiggles are an Australian show and in australia summer christmas summer right and so they would do all their christmas songs on the beach and it was hot (laughs) and i would be like this is so weird you know i I can't even like wrap my head around christmas being hot but it's it's hot for some people all the time and their toilet uh goes backwards yeah in australia that's that's less about christmas but yes do you know that the wiggles are still touring (laughs) Not the same wiggles, not the same wiggles. Are you sure? I am a positive. I think Greg may have even passed away. He had like a disease of some kind. God. check that later but um okay, okay. <laughs> this is great slightly off i hope he didn't pass first. away i mean i'm not like willing him to have passed away but i feel like in the dark I think they're all dead my mind they're all dead. I, think <laughs> no, all the dead I don't think they're all dead but no they just recycle through different people and they just wear the same color shirt that's how the wiggles work um first of all you're really fact-checking this right now. I am. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the original Wiggles are all alive. And Thank goodness. <laughs> I feel much better now. There, there's really only glad. one original Wiggle left in the group, and he's 66. Ouch. That's that's too old to be a Wiggle. I'm sorry. I, I just think that's that's you've aged out of your wiggledom at that. Also, point. the person didn't die. He just had like severe health problems, and yeah. he left the wiggles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew that. I'm glad he didn't die. The wiggles are all dead. <laughs> Congratulations. If you didn't like that song, Hot Potato, that I just sang, never hear it again. Aww. Anyway, um, yeah. I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the yeah. whole point of this podcast today. Last not week, about the wiggles? Last <laughs> week, we covered the magic of holiday baking, mm-hmm. which sounds incredible. I have enough sourdough now to literally make everything that sourdough can be made into. <laughs> I We have a sourdough problem now. I fed it yeah. sorghum, and it, like, loves sorghum. Mm-hmm. And it, like, loved it so much to where we now have so much sourdough. We had to, like, put some in the fridge to not be fed for a while and, like, to yeah. use later. We have so much sourdough. And we've been making these amazing sourdough waffles, um, which is great because we can make them and then freeze them and use them for later. But now mm-hmm. it's just, like, we've got to um, really start pumping out the holiday sourdough. Maybe everyone yeah. gets 
has sourdough sourdough for, for you for you for everyone. everybody gets sourdough. I think it'd be yeah. great. I know. I, I have the same problem because I started making sourdough right after you did. I started a new starter, and um, I now have three jars because, as as we know, um, and I've gone over explicitly in my sourdough post. I have a sourdough problem. I can't throw away the discards. Yeah. I get sad, and I I just can't throw it away. So I now have jars of discards everywhere, and I like mm-hmm. huddle mm-hmm. them around my sourdough warmer to keep mm-hmm. them warm as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I need to find some things to do with all of my sourdough as well. Well, if you have any ideas, let me know because I have a lot yeah. to give away, and that's all I'm giving is gifts. Apparently, unless I find anything. You know what? You know weekend. what? I, I just I had this brilliant idea. Instead of giving sourdough bread away, just give sourdough starter away. You're like the friendship bread of old. Do you remember? Yeah, you remember ex- that? Excellent idea. Nobody in my family is going to make sourdough. It's not about that. It's about it's like the white elephant. Like okay, here. <laughs> Here's your gift. If you don't want it, that's your problem. Like if you if you're gonna throw it away, don't tell me about Here's it. Here's a yeasty gift that may or may not attract gnats in your kitchen. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, let's that's talk. What, okay. Let's that, talk about that, real gifts. But that is a real gift. That's one of the the best gifts. Oh yes, it's, it's like, true. It's true. It's true. This is a good gift. It is a good gift. So anyway, I I have updated my holiday gift guide. And I added the sourdough jars to it because Mm -hmm. in this whole process of doing this, I have discovered this great, I mean, I've tried different sourdough jars and I've tried, you know, cheesecloth on top, which I offer all different things, which is totally fine and workable. But as you've identified in certain environments, the gnats can be an issue and there can be problems with, you know, other things creeping into your sourdough, but Cats creeping into your sourdough. Cats and gnats can be problems. Um, but these Leku jars, I really, really like. And I put them in my gift guide because they have like a, it's like a flap on the top that allows for CO2 to escape the jars when the sourdough is, you know, churning and, and pre- creating the, the CO2. So it can escape and actually excess dough can come out the top. Like as you and I have both, <laughs> you and I have both experienced that. Yes. Yeah. The sourdough babies have exploded. My sourdough named Audrey has, has a life of its own and it comes out through that hole, but nothing comes in, which is awesome. And so I really like those Leku jars. And so that's on my list of things. If you have a friend who's into sourdough, I really think that that sourdough starter set from Leku is a great gift. It yeah. comes with a really nice spatula that I really like. And it's everyone keeps spatula. taking that spatula. I've got how many? I've got four, 14 spatulas in my spatula drawer. And that one, the new spatula that came with that Leku set, is the one everyone is now using in my kitchen yeah. to make eggs and like all kinds of stuff. I'm like, that's my Leku spatula for sourdough. Why are you sourdough doing only spatula? That's my sourdough only spatula. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great set. I really like it. Yeah. I mean, what a great gift to give. And especially with like, just maybe a bag of flour to start you off with. It's like, here's yep. your journey, you know, mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah. It's name so, is so-and-so. Please take care of it. Just like a plant. <laughs> you, can, you, can make, you can put like some name tags with it too. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to make my sourdough this time with my new multi-grain. Um, mm-hmm. big, the breakfast biscuit. biscuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I was using sourdough is loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really liking them a lot. So yeah. Um, that's Audrey is made from the, the multigrain. Actually, so are mine from the biscuit mix. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. 
Very nice. Okay. And then it got really cold and then it shut down. And so mm-hmm. I had to add some whole grain back to mm-hmm. it. And I'm actually getting a warmer for it. Mm-hmm. So as we know, if it gets cold, sourdough doesn't function right. the best. It usually functions within a good 70 to 80 degree, what other weather. Right. And um, so I had to buy a warmer. But Jules also has a gift on there to help with your sourdough warming problems. Tell me about Goldie. Yeah. So when we actually, when we were at um, Housewares last year, I discovered this company. It's a um, company called Sour House and they were started in Asheville, North Carolina. And they started during the pandemic when everyone started making sourdough and they created this little house, they call it. Um, It's basically like a glorified, you know, warmer for, it's a plate for your sourdough. So you put your jar of sourdough starter on it and it has this really beautiful domed, um, you know, bowl kind of thing that goes over it. And the nice thing about it is that you put it in any environment and it has like this auto feature that senses what the temperature is. And if your room's too hot or too cold, it'll adjust the temperature automatically. So it's not like it's just always on and you have to, you know, monitor the heat or whatever. So it's got, it has a sensor that'll make it the perfect temperature for your, for your sourdough. And, um, my house is very chilly. And so it's always on, um, the temperature is always trying to crank up for the, for my Audrey. And, uh, it's really great. It's, and it looks nice and it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's classy. So that's another, it is classy looking and that's a good way of putting it. So that's another really great gift for somebody who, um, you know, if you know someone who's really into sourdough, it's a really nice, nice gift. And they also do sell sourdough starter jars on their website as well. So I have that linked on the, um, the gift guide. What are some other favorite gift ideas that you have for people who like to cook? So what I decided to do with my gift guide this year was I sort of chunked it into like, so there's a bread section. So that's the sourdough part of that bread section. Um, And, you know, so there in that section, there's some other things like I've got some really great bread pans that I'm really like from like that from Peugeot. Peugeot (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that bread pan. It's beautiful. It's like a, it's not a Pullman size pan, but it's between like a regular size um, loaf pan and a Pullman size pan, which is perfect for my, um, for my bread mix because my bread mix makes such a huge loaf that it actually works really well um, in that size um, pan and they come in different colors. And the thing, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, the thing I really like about Peugeot Saveur is that it's, really high-end ceramic wear, just like Le Creuset, but it's at a lower price point. And so I know you love your Le Creuset and who doesn't love Le Creuset, but not everyone can afford it. Or, you know, maybe you want more than one piece. And For real. They, and they have, you know, all these very, very similarly sized and shaped um, pieces and they're just much more affordable. And I just think they're stunning. And so like that bread pan is on there. I also really like um, cast iron for baking bread. And I have a cast iron pan on there that I really like. Um, I also have, of course, a link to my bread maker post, which is going crazy right now. Everyone's emailing me and writing in like, what's your favorite bread maker? Because it's a great gift to give someone. Such a good gift. Mm -hmm. I would honestly, I think it's such a great gift because it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. It does. It does. You can just, it's, it's, it's wonderful and it's magical. And for people that have never tried to bake bread in a bread machine, like 
It's so easy. Yeah, it is. When you get the right bread maker. When you get the right bread maker and you get the right flour, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You have to have the right mix. Um, But it's funny because everyone wants that sweet spot of $100 or below um, for their bread maker. And I'm trying, you guys. I really am. I've been testing bread machines and I just, I don't know what it is about a lot of these companies. And I, I mean, I've looked and looked and looked and they just keep programming these machines like as if they were made for gluten breads and they're just not going to produce the quality bread loaf that you're looking for. It's going to be a denser loaf because the machine setting is wrong. And if you're going to make that investment in a bread machine, you might as well make an investment in a machine that's going to produce a good loaf for you. I was just talking to a customer today who has a Cuisinart and, you know, I, I talk to customers all the time who have different machines and, and the Cuisinarts are notorious for not being large enough or baking long enough. Mm-hmm. And so then if you're going to bake your loaf and then you have to take it out of the machine and stick it in the bake oven, it again. it's like, <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I mean, and there's, there's some element of, of ease there, but like, you know, it's just, there's just different problems that come with different machines. So, you know, take a look at the the reviews that I have on there. Now, I, I did find a couple other machine options and I had put them in the comments to people, you know, saying like, oh, this one looks like it would be a good machine. <laughs> of course, as soon as I did that, they sold out on Amazon. So it's a very popular post um, and I'm trying to update it as fast as I can by testing other machines, but it's it's rough. You can only do um, so much out there. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, so let's recap. One of our favorites is Sozorushi. Yes. So it's retails for around $3.99 for the Virtuoso Plus, which is the one that I have, which is yes. one I make it in. Also, the Maestro bread maker. Um, I'm sorry, my mom is texting me Chris, uh, Christmas gift ideas. And I'm like, Mom, yeah, stop. She knows we're doing this post. This she does. Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she can like, just sense it. So this home bakery Virtuoso Plus, which is the one that we use and we like from Suzurushi, retails for about $3.99. Their other one, the Maestro, which is the tall one, retails for about $3.74. So you're roughly looking around a $300 or $400 mm-hmm. range for a nice bread machine. Right. Is That's that a, a great gift? Yes. Is that yeah. above most people's gift limits? Probably. Yeah. But it it all depends on whether you're going to be baking bread a lot. Right? So the Panasonic, yeah. which I reviewed, which is my next most favorite right now, um, is $2.99. And um it has produced lovely loaves and I traveled with it to um, Utah to that mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. that we did cranked out loaf after yeah. loaf after loaf. And, and it's, it's a beautiful machine. Um, so I, you know, I think that that's another option for people um, who are looking for another machine um, that would be slightly less expensive. And then, you know, there's, there's a few others out there, but um, it's, you know, it's, I just don't know that it's worth spending a hundred or $125 on a machine. That's not going to work great. Yeah. That's you know going to be mean? like a subpar. Yeah. Right. And then, and then what happens is you, you wind up with this like loaf that's kind of like dense mm-hmm. and that's because of the way that it's programmed. And 
you know, it could be so much better. And so why, you know, why would you do that? And even the ones I, I was looking, I spent just too much time on this, but even the ones that they say <laughs> that you can program, they, they give you this limited window of programmability and they still have the same fatal flaw that the other machines have, which is that there's a very long second, like there's this, there's the mix, they call it need or whatever. Then there's a rise and it's like a 20 minute rise. And then they make you like mix it again and you can't get rid of that middle rise. And that's the problem is that then you're like beating out all of the CO2 and everything that you've just let the yeast do its work to, to make in this bread, you know, you, you just punch all that out of it. And I don't understand why these manufacturers don't get it. They just don't understand the difference between gluten and non-gluten bread. Well, it's just really hard because we are the experts on it. I mean, not, not we, you are the experts (laughs) in gluten-free baking and why, why don't they have someone that understands that on their R and D team? Mm-hmm. Why don't they get it? Like, like there, if the science of gluten-free baking and you don't get it, but anyway, that that's why I only recommend the ones that I've loved, which is the Zazarushi. Right. Um, and again, you've which also by the way have... is completely programmable. So like, even if, because the Zazarushi has the same fatal flaw, although the, the gluten-free setting is very short. So it has like the rise, the mix, the rise, the mix. It, it does the same thing, but it's very, very short. And so it doesn't have the same effect as punching it down as much as these other ones. The problem with these other ones is they've got this long rise yeah. and then it punches it. And and so what I, I have a homemade setting on my Zodrushi. I don't even use the gluten-free setting on my Zodrushi. But even if you did use the gluten-free setting, it doesn't come out like a dense brick like a lot of these other ones do. So whatever you give with your bread machine, if you choose to give it, make sure you always also link to Jules's bread machine post because it'll help you better understand what the settings yeah. of the bread machine do and why it's so important to yeah. you know use also really good bread mix, machine mixes yeah. and include a, a Jules bread machine or bread mix in it too, you know. Well, and that's the other thing is I tell people, I'm like, look, I test all these bread machines with my bread mix. It doesn't mean that forever and ever, amen, you have to use that bread mix, but like, you know, this bread mix produces an amazing loaf in a bread machine. And all you have to do is add water and, you know, um, you know, oil and what, you know, so it's just super easy. This is the way it should look. This is the size it should be. So it removes all these variables. So if it doesn't come out like that, it's the machine. Yeah. It makes it so easy. And yeah. then, then you can move on. Like then, then, you know, you've got a good machine if it works and then you can start, you know, experimenting and using other recipes and other, whatever, but at least, you know, you've got those variables are all, you know, taken out and then it's not you, it's the machine. It's, you know, whatever, <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it's been a journey. Anyway, so yeah, we'll we will link to that, and 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 we'll throw a link in there too to my how to bake with a bread machine. Mm-hmm. So if you get a bread machine for Christmas, then you know there's a whole. I have a whole other post on what the best practices for using a bread machine. So what else machine. do you recommend too? Like, are we looking at bread thermometers? Like, what are little yeah. things that you can give along with that kind of like stock sure. and stuff or style? So, 
I always recommend bread thermometers because it's sometimes you can't tell if your bread is done. It'll smell done that it'll have a nice crust on it, you know, all that kind of stuff, but you can't tell in the middle that it's done. But if you stick a bread thermometer in it, it'll always tell you whether or not it's done. And what's the temperature for bread over 205. And that the bread thermometer works really well for cakes and things too. You you know, you can use it for other things and those are not expensive. I also recommend, you know, that people get an oven thermometer and those are not expensive. I just um, took a picture of one the other day at the grocery store. They were, I think they're normally like $6. They run stuff for $4.99. These are not going to break your bank and they would be great stocking stuffers. Um, but you know, how many people write to me every day and they're like, this failed, this, blah, blah. and I'm like, how's your oven? You know? And they go, oh my gosh, I had no idea my oven was not working right. I'm like, yeah. You know, most people's ovens actually don't bake accurately and it doesn't mean you have to go buy a new oven or call an oven repairman. You can actually self calibrate your oven or you can just know that you have a hot spot in your oven. It's just mm-hmm. understanding your oven mm-hmm. and understanding that, you know, you might need to raise or lower the temperature of your oven when you're baking. Yeah. That's I know I do. Um, Mine's constantly like yeah. five degrees colder than it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just little things like that. We also have a um, bread baking kit on our website that um, is, you know, it's got the bread mix and I think it has a, a bread thermometer and um, I don't remember all the other fun stuff in there, but one of the things that I really love that is in it is a proofing basket, which. Oh is, Yeah. I just think those are fun because um, the bread looks so pretty when it comes out of the proofing it's basket. It's gorgeous. It's pretty, it's yeah. the, you know, little rings on it and everything like that. So those are fun gifts to give. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of different, you know, bread baking type of things like that. But if you're not into bread, I have a whole section on the gift guide for cookies. Cookies! Cookies! Everybody loves cookies. And, the, and you know, if you're afraid of bread or whatever, then, you know, a lot of times cookies are a lot. Lower afraid, afraid of baking bread. Let's clarify. That. <laughs> afraid afraid, of, afraid bread, to bake your bread. Make exactly. Your but cookies, right. cookies yes. are fairly easy to do yes. yourself. So what are some yeah. of your favorite cookie items? Well, one of the ones that I have on there is that embossed rolling pin, um, which I just think is so beautiful. And the one that I chose to um, link to is one that um, gives money to Ukraine because um, it was actually hand embossed um, in Ukraine. And I use it with my um, lemon shortbread cookie recipe. Now, can you make any sort of... um sugar cookie or is it a sugar cookie or what kind of cookie can you do the embossed stuff with? No, they don't work with every kind of cookie. It is more of, um, those types of like, um, you know, the shortbready kind of cookies. Um, I think there's a, there's a, I forget the name of it. There's a, an Eastern European word for the kind of cookie that you know, they're traditionally used for, and I can't think of the name of it right now. But Yeah, we did all the fun, um, fun travel across the small world after all, uh, traveling mm-hmm. last episode. So we don't have to go into the history okay. of like, there yeah. was a Ukrainian shortbread, yes, in which yes, this is known for. Yes. But no, those are also very pretty, by the way. Yeah. The no. Yeah. And it's just pretty even just to display um, this wooden um, rolling pin. It's just really, really pretty. Now you also have a hand stamp on your gift guide too, as well. And those work for shortbread and like sugar cookies. 
Yep. Um, I've found several different stampers, like, you know, especially cookie cutters on Etsy and hand stamps and things like that. And those do work for sugar cookies. Now, all that stuff on Etsy, though, I mean, you're getting to the point now where it may or may not be available for shipping, you know, in time for Christmas. Like, but like my Christmas gift from like Etsy. Like your Christmas gift. Yeah. But sometimes they are. I mean, if you're not printing it with your name on it, which a lot yeah. of these are, you know, you can print with your name on it. But it's so some of them, cool. if they're already made. <clears throat> some of them are... Um, I mean, they're they're all 3D printed, which is a rad. That's the best. Talk about robot overlords. Like, hey, if that's one good thing that comes from the rise of the machines, it's the fact that mm-hmm. you can 3D print like literally any sort of cookie cutter that you want, um, yeah. and that's pretty rad. Yeah. No, I but again, it takes a while for someone to 3D print yeah. it. So if you're looking last minute, it may not be available, um, but they are pretty rad. Yeah. No, they're fun. And you can, you, you can really li- literally find them that say anything and make it say anything, which is kind of cool. I mm-hmm. like that. I, I could go down a serious Etsy rabbit hole. So, well, also like our, so I have R&M International is one of my favorite brands because they make cookie cutters for literally everything. Mm-hmm. And that um, cookie or baking supply store in, um, Salt Lake City that I go to, the Orson mm-hmm. Gigi or whatever, um, has a wall of the R&M International cookie cutters of just like everything. So I have a poop cookie cutter. I have like just some wild cookie cutters that are there. And so they're some of my favorite to look on their website and just be like, oh my gosh, this is just nuts what you can get in cookie yeah. cutters. But And those are already made. You don't have to wait for those I know. to be yeah. made. Them up. Someone else already said they wanted a poop cookie cutter before yeah. Erica. I can't wait to flood icing that. What color? What do you think? Well, it depends on what color of dough you're going to use. <laughs> depends on what you ate the night before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, only you. Um, yeah, so yeah, I have lots of different cookie stuff on there. Oh, gingerbread house cutters, large and small. My favorite are those tiny The ones. teeny tiny the ones teeny, that you can put on your cup of cocoa. I think they're so cute. They are really cute. I just think they're the cutest things ever. Um, and they're so easy to make, but I mean, the big ones aren't hard to make either, but, and then, oh, and then, um, you know, we were talking about homemade gifts last week, like, you know, just giving, you know, food, but I have a whole thing, um, um, a post on my site about how to do like a cookie mix in a jar, like, you know, the layered sugar cookies, I mean, the, uh, um, chocolate chip cookies, but I also have one for sugar cookies with the printable labels that you can stick on there. I think that's a really nice gift. Yeah. And um, let's see, what else? What other goodies do we have in here? Oh, you know what I forgot to mention when we were talking about bread? I made so many bagels yesterday. And Oh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I, Thank you for not bringing this. I know. But I, when I normally make bagels, like there's this, it's a process. Like, you know, you, you, you make the dough, you cut it in six pieces, and then you roll each piece, and then you stick your thumb through the middle of it, and then you boil it and then scoop it out and then put it on parchment and then you put it in the oven and then you flip it halfway through, whatever, not hard, but like who came out with these, like, I don't know, what would you call them? They're, I mean, they call them bread bagel makers, but they're not a bagel maker. It's a silicone, like a upside down. And they look like something that we you, play with. Like you put your, kids. you put your, like your chicken on it, you know, Is how it a spatchcock? <laughs> The spatchcocker. Um, what are those things you put a whole rotisserie chicken on them? They look exactly like that. And you 
Lost for words. It's it's that it's thing that, that this Fisher thing Price the thing that little yes. kids had when we were kids that you and put had the, like the, the color rings, rings on. on. Yeah, but also exactly it's what, what it you do for a chicken. It holds a whole chicken. You put the chicken on it. It's from Staub, and you put the whole chicken on it, and it, you roast it, and it roasts like this, and all the drippings go in that. Mm. Okay, what is that called? I don't know either. I don't roast chickens. But anyway. I know. We will will leave it to your imagination. You put it on on the thing. But it's this is flipping brilliant because these things, these are like silicone little discs that have a, a pole that goes through the middle of it. And you literally take the dough ball and you just shove it on the pole, which makes the hole. And then the dough ball slides down. And it rests on the bottom of this disc. Now, the disc is perforated on the bottom. So it's got all these little holes on it, which, as we know from like baguette pans and things like that, which um, also make great gifts, um, they ha- ha- make it the bread crispier. Yeah. So the air can come in and flow through and right, make it crispy. Exactly. But so it, it is now resting on this thing with a pole through the middle. The pole is also silicone, so you can touch it and it doesn't get hot when you're messing around with the boiling and all that. It, the bagel will now stay on this. This becomes the pan as well. So now you just take this, you hold it by the pole, you dip it in the boiling water like for you know a minute. It sits there, boils, and then you take it like this and you go put it in the oven directly on the rack on that, you know, it's like its own little holder. And it sort of steams in that and it gets nice and crispy and it fluffs up around it and you're done. Like you don't have to flip it anymore. You don't have to drain it. You don't have to, nothing. Yeah. It made, it made the process, which was already easy, even easier. And the bagels turned out fantastic. Because I honestly, I don't want to make my own bagels because of the process of all that, but using something like this would make it so much easier to where I can just make a bagel. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and making homemade bagels is so worth it because I have tried every gluten-free bagel out there and some of them are okay. I get mine shipped in for an ungodly amount that I do yeah. not want to say out loud, you yeah. know, well, by the one bakery that I like, Yeah, yeah. know that it's like a boiled, amazing bagel, yeah. but it's also so incredibly expensive that it's yeah. like, I should probably make my own. Yeah. And th- this is... I mean, literally, Erica, when I tell you I made two batches of bagels start to finish, I mean, they were done, ready to eat, and two batches. So I had 12 beautiful, fluffy, golden bagels in under an hour. And how many come in this? I wasn't working the whole time. Yeah. Each pack has six um, of the thingies so brilliant yeah yeah it was it was pretty great i was really impressed um of course i put it up on my gift guide and now they're sold out on amazon but um i'm gonna try to find and see if they're oh is that sur la in store oh okay cool 
Because I'm just looking because they also have this, like, I know we're just on bread, but like, I swear to God, if you can make your own bread, what a great holiday gift. They also Mm -hmm. have a bread maker where you can just fold up this like silicone mat and put it in the oven and it's great. I have that too. I haven't tried it yet. Well, you have so many other ways to make bread. I'm not surprised by you not having that. Um, Well, they they sent me this gift box with all these different things in it. And that was one of the things that was in it was that silicone so the sourdough bread maker thingy and they sent me the the bagel things and the cut the cutout cookie thingies and I just haven't had a chance to use them all yet. But I when I made those bagel things I was like this is just life changing. I was I was so really smart. impressed. Yeah, yeah and they're dishwasher really safe. Yeah, but I mean they didn't even really get dirty. I mean it's just dude it's twenty five bucks. This is so awesome. Yeah. It was great. It was really cool. Yeah. I was really impressed. I love Sir Latab. And yeah. I love Lake really Cool. All right, yeah, there like we go. It was a great brand. I guess I'm going to um, the top. I guess I'm buying this for myself <laughs> since I can't get it on Amazon. And I need That's to make right. Bagels. <laughs> um. So speaking of that. Sir Latab, like what other things like that are you looking at for your list? Yeah, so I love a good, I mean, you know that I'm such a little, um, such a little brat about how much I love Le Creuset. Uh, I also love the fact that like they have clearance outlets and I did the factory uh, tour and the factory sale this year. That was incredible. I was chosen as one of their bloggers. I bought so much Lake Rousset. I should probably just give them all away, all the things that I bought because I don't use it. I just look at them. I already <laughs> bought you a Christmas present. You don't get Lake oh. Rousset, but maybe I'll get you a Lake Rousset. It's also way too heavy. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Staub is another one that I think is really, really awesome. Honestly, can I just show this to you? This is freaking, I have this. These are so such good gifts. So So these are the ceramic pumpkins from Staub, and um, it says Staub on it. Cute, Uh, and and they're just like really really cute. They are like this little outlined uh, ceramic thing. You can bake in it. You can put them out for the holidays. What do do you bake in them? Do you serve stuff in them? I serve stuff in them for the holidays. They're so freaking cute. I also put them out as decorations because I have like three of them. And uh, one year I got probably four of them and gave them all the way to like my um, family. And they're just mm-hmm. so freaking adorable. And those are affordable because they're not the, um, how do you say in English? They're not cast <laughs> iron. Obviously anything that you get from Lake Rousset and Staub that's cast iron is going to be incredibly expensive and also mm-hmm. incredibly heavy. So yes, costs a lot mm-hmm. of shit. Um, but they also have all this ceramic stuff that's also very good as well. And um, Nordic wear, you cannot go wrong with giving no. just a beautiful bunt pan as a gift for anyone who likes baking. So they have the traditional golden, beautiful bunt pans. But if you have someone who's like a baker and has kids, they have a lot of kid-friendly ones that are like mm-hmm. a brontosaurus or a butterfly cake. And then for weirdos like me, like getting a Halloween haunted house butt pan cake mm-hmm. is like incredible. So that I always recommend. Um, one that we met this year um, is Kangshan. And honestly, I was not like a super fan of knives. I didn't have like a knife brand that I loved, but I really, really, really like this olive wood collection from Kangshan. They sent a couple to me and they're just gorgeous knives to work with. Um, they're incredible. And um, 
The last one I'd say, and this is, I mean, King Shang knives are expensive. So again, this is more like a, hey, if you want to spend $400 on a bread maker for someone, you can spend $400 <laughs> on a set of knives or like 200 bucks if you get them a set of two. But if you're looking for like uh, stocking stuffers, I recommend Dream Farm because oh, they have yeah. so many ridiculous gadgets, like a spatula, um, uh, uh, a spatula for smoothie makers. Like, so if you make a lot of smoothies, they have like a spatula to clean out your smoothie maker. Great. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're all just like the smartest designs. They have yeah. something new called the Flucer, which is a new way to juice, which is great. They have this great. That Flucer is so great. The best. We use ours every single day it's so to make lemon water. It is so, it, I mean, it, it seems ridiculous and you're just like, whatever, it's another you know thing to squeeze. No, no, so good. It's it's so much better. It is. So I use better. the or great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has two different sides of grating, and it is the easiest grater I've ever used. And they're just great um, stocking stuffers for people who like to cook because you mm-hmm. may not think that you need this, but then once you have it, you're like, this is how could I live without this before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are great. That's all the kitchen stuff that I have. Um, other than like always a good gift for someone who you know that cooks or bakes and you don't know what exactly they cook or bake is an apron. And I love Headley and Bennett. I received a Headley and Bennett as a gift and it is, I think, one of the best aprons I've ever had. It's gorgeous. Ooh. It's beautiful. Um, you tell me I love more. It. It's just amazing. I got it from my neighbor and he's like, I know you love to bake. So I got you this Headley and Bennett and I'm like, uh, this is a very expensive gift, but thank you. I mean, and it's just, it's, it's what all the funny. chefs wear. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I, I, people have given me so many aprons over the years and I, I don't want to be like, mm, I don't like your apron, but like, it's, you do get kind of picky about your aprons. Like I don't yeah. like a stiff apron. I don't like aprons without pockets. I don't like aprons that don't wrap a certain way. Like I want a certain kind of apron and it's mm-hmm. always like that chef's apron. Yeah. And I, I have like this one apron I wear every single time. It's, you know, it's like the one apron, you know? Yeah. So. Um, I mean, so it's an industrial, it's a, it's for chefs, it's for professional mm-hmm. chefs and Headley and Bennett does all the aprons for all the food network shows, all the cooking network shows. It's all Headley and Bennett. You can see, you can tell who's wearing that. They also make like shoes for cooks. It's awesome. Their website's incredible. They also like partner up with like Sesame Street and all these other like crazy one-offs. I wonder that if they have get. a Wiggles partnership. I mean, they're all dead. So <laughs> how dare you bring them up again? <laughs> Everyone needs an apron, man. I mean, we've got like 10. So yeah. Matt likes well, to wear when he does dishes and I'm like, nice. okay, man, go for it. Yeah. I tell you, when I, I wear my other aprons is when I'm making smoothies. Because no matter what happens, I get smoothie yeah. all over me. It just, yeah. like, splatters. There's, like, a blueberry, why. and you're like, oh, that's going to stay. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other things that I picked out from there, there's a couple other ones. But one, the one that I really liked is this sticker. Speaking of stocking stuffers, it says gluten-free toaster on it. Yeah. And you just so smart. you buy the sticker and you put it on your toaster because, you know, we're all advocates of having separate toasters. And that's a really clever, cute thing. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I, I like Sharpie on my toaster. <laughs> like, this is my toaster. It's gluten free. This is a way cuter way of doing it. Um, yeah. So I thought that was thoughtful. So there's a couple of little stocking stepper ideas like that on my site. There's just a couple books from my friends 
in the GI dietitian world. Um, I love a good GI dietitian. They're my favorite people. Um, the first one is out now and it's called regular and it has like a picture of the toilet paper on top, like you'll uh, on the cover of it. And, uh, it's so great. This woman, um, Tamara Duker Freeman, she's a GI dietitian. She's awesome. Yeah. She's great. And great book. Um, and that's out now that you can get. And the other one that you can pre-order now and it'll be available, I think in March, but I'm very excited. It is actually, I have a pre look at it. It's like right behind there. Um, a pre look at it, uh, like before the the final one's done and it's called mind your gut. And it talks about GI psychology and how you can use that for like managing your IBS mm. and uh, other things all about IBS. And it's written by two of my favorite people in the world. Um, Megan real, who's a GI psych and Kate Scarlotta, who's a GI dietitian, who is like just one of the most brilliant GI dietitians around. And so they partnered together on a book and they have been pouring their heart and soul into it. And I've seen them pour their heart and soul into it. Um, and that's going to be available. in again, March or Q1 for next year. So that's a great one to be like, that will be in your, um, stocking and be like, you're going to get it delivered on Amazon in March. So mm-hmm. those are two. That's awesome two IBS books and my gift guide that will be coming out maybe sometime whenever I feel like in the holiday spirit. I also talk about the Nerva IBS app. That's a weird one to give, but man, I would love for someone to give me a year's worth of subscription to the Nerva IBS app. Uh, it's great. It's uh, gut directed hypnotherapy and it's self-directed. So you can just listen to it every day and it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. And um, I definitely recommend it. If you have someone struggling with IBS in your life, um, get them a book, get them a month worth of app, you know, figure out like, be like, all right, let's go on your healing journey together. Cause while I would also like a bread machine, I also don't want to be in pain and, you know, poop myself. So great gift ideas. <laughs> great gift ideas. Yeah. Well, um, a little less healing in that, but, um, a little more cheer. I rounded out my post with some gluten-free alcohol ideas, <laughs> which not everyone is um, is as lucky as other people to live in places where you can have alcohol delivered to you. you. Waka um, waka. I know. But there, I found a couple places. Um, one of them is called Halftime Beverages that um, has consolidated a whole bunch of like gluten-free beers and you can order them if mm-hmm. your state allows and have them delivered. Just make sure that the beers that you're ordering are truly naturally gluten-free beers, not gluten-reduced beers, especially if you're ordering them for someone else who yeah. has celiac disease, don't be, um, you know, ordering the wrong beers because sometimes they're listed as being, you know, in the gluten-free section, but they're not. And, um, we'll drop a link to my, um, my post all about gluten-free beer. So you understand what we're mm-hmm. talking about, which is gluten-free, which is naturally gluten-free and what's gluten-reduced. Um, but there's a lot of choices on those, um, those amalgamator sites where you can actually have beer delivered to you. There's also, um, some great mocktails out there. And then of course, drink wear, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, you well, are well told. I love the well told brand and then, um, words with boards. I just, I, I love that brand so much. Um, I think that you can, and they've expanded their line. I don't know if you've looked at their website lately, there's so I'm many more things that, that you can get there from words with boards that you can have them make just about anything, um, say anything in wood, which is very, very cool. And I mean, Everybody Say anything with wood. wood. <laughs> That's right, with wood. Um, and you can 
you can check their website out, but they have this whole seriously gluten-free line and um, they have food markers that say gluten-free, which is mm-hmm. another great stocking stuffer. They have that on their website. We also have them at gfjewels.com because um, they're so popular. People wanted to just throw them in with their yeah. other orders. So, and those are really great stocking stuffers. So there's a lot, a lot there. Um, you know, there's way more stuff than we've covered here on our gluten-free guides, but um uh, just some good ideas of things just to get you started. Um, I think it's just more about making sure that you're, you know, being thoughtful and not, you know, just buying junk. (laughs) I think there's, there's a lot of good ideas of things you can get for people who happen to be gluten-free, you know, we're we're not so unusual, right? We like, we like the same kind of things. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just like, it's tis the season for things that you necessarily don't want or don't need. Um, but things that are just like fun that you would enjoy that would make your year better. Um, what is one thing that you want Santa to give you this year for Christmas? Money. (laughs) Shit girl. Yeah. I mean, besides Uh, like mortgage payments and stuff, like what is one thing that you want? Yeah, that's nope. (laughs) Let's not talk. Okay, never mind. uh, Ending world hunger and Mm -hmm. world wars would be Mm -hmm. super great. Restoring women's rights would be like up there. But we're talking about stocking stuffers now, Jules. (laughs) What do you want Santa to put in your stocking? Have you been a good girl? Oddly enough, I actually need some socks. Isn't that strange? <laughs> I need, I mean, I, I need some like really warm socks. So I already bought everything that I want. So I don't need anything from Santa. I'm a soul sufficient woman. Not well, really. And <laughs> I, I'm very proud of you. I bought tickets to Hamilton so I can see Hamilton for the first time ever. I bought tickets for yes. that. So that's my Christmas present to myself. It'll happen in like six months. So when it actually happens, it'll be like, oh my God, came out of nowhere. Who bought these for me? Be like, Mm -hmm. smart thinking. What a great, what a great little episode that has now turned into 50 minutes of us ranting about (laughs) Of course, it always does. It always does. We can't rein that in. We just end up going down some rabbit hole. I'm going to edit the shit out of this episode. I can't wait. Okay. Fun, fun. Oh, Jules, I hope you have a merry Christmas and happy holidays. Are we going to record before New Year? Is this going to be our last episode of 2024? No, we we need to record a New Year's episode. Okay. There's so much to talk about for New Year's. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. New Year's foods, New Year's celebrations. There's all kinds of stuff. I have to cook even more after Christmas. I'm so tired of cooking. No, you're not. There's so many good things to make for New Year's. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see you back before uh, 2024 (laughs) happens. So, all right, you guys have a happy holidays and I hope you are happy gifting and good luck managing online orders this time of year. We are thoughts and prayers out to you for that. Yeah, May the shipping gods be good to us all. Thanks for tuning in to You Have Me Eat, the number one voted gluten-free podcast in the country. Remember to like and subscribe, tell all your friends, and we'll talk to you next time.